And that's the only way you get that repeat business. So the big question is, what are the top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? If you ever thought about this, you're not alone. No one has been able to get the answers until now. We spent the last few years helping agents sell billions in real estate, rubbing shoulders with top producers, which got us thinking. How can we expose more people to these insights to help raise the standard in the whole real estate industry? We then realized that we could help bridge the gap by getting secrets from the best of the best so that you can succeed. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Be confident. That's a skill. If you have no confidence and you walk into a house, you don't, it means you don't know your product, you don't know your contract, and you don't know what the hell you're doing. So learn every aspect of that contract. One of my listing appointments with a new recruit was two and a half hours. And the only reason why it was two and a half hours is they didn't know what they were signing. They were leery. I had to go line through line on that contract. Thank God I actually knew what the contract meant. Most of us don't. We look at a contract. We don't know what it means. Do you know what FERPTA means? Do you know what a 30-day title cure is on a, on a sell it purchase contract? Know your contracts. Know them. That builds your confidence level. And once you've learned all of that, now you know anybody can sell anything. You sell a house, you sell a pair of shoes, you sell a pair of sneakers, sell a car. That's a product. You know the product. But do you know the actual contract that, that has to be written for it and, and, and your listing agreement? You've got to know all that stuff. And your addendums. So with, with uh, building your confidence in that stuff, is it a case of sitting yourself down and just reading through them and Googling it? Is it a case of sitting with a broker? How would you do it? Would you leverage someone else who knows it inside out? Would you sit next to them whilst they do it? Like, how would well, you do I'm, it? I'm self-taught because these were all things that, that occur. These were all mistakes that I made. So from my mistakes, I can pass them along to other agents. Um, you know, when I go to a, to a house or sit down and, and we're writing the contract on the hood of a car, because I always have the contracts with me, the guy says to me, hey, can you explain it to me? I don't know. He's an attorney. And of course he is. And I'm like, yeah, do this. Do and he's like, what the heck are you talking about? So this is all a learning curve. That's how I got my education from an attorney on the hood of my car. Um, but I, I do with the new recruits, there's flex MLS, like MLS classes, free MLS classes where you can learn the contract and somebody is teaching you on a webinar. You know, it's recorded. You could do it at your own leisure, but you have to know what you're selling. You've got to know it. You're not an attorney, so you can't go into the legal aspects of it, but you got to know it. You have to have a basic understanding of it. You have to. So I, I have an agent now. Um, She's got a voice problem and she, she, she gets nervous and she sounds like she's, she just sounds like she's giggly, laughing, ha ha ha. And it, she's never, and she says, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. I just don't get it. Nobody wants to give me their business. <laughs> and I say, you know, it's not funny. She's nervous. So she laughs. I say, it's not funny. So we're going to work on, we're going to work on tonality. And I, so I, I told her, I give her my time. I said, we're going to work on it. We're going to do it. And, and converting someone like that, somebody like me, is, is, that's years and years of practice. She's got a long road ahead of her. But she's got to put in the time to do it. It's interesting. I had a coach um, and I used to have like the nervous laugh that you're speaking of too, right? Because it so comes from I. a lack of confidence <laughs> or 
just mm-hmm. being unsure and you think you're breaking the right. ice or whatever, you're going to smile and it's all going right. to pass over. And every time I did that, he literally did the same exact thing. It's like, why are you laughing? This isn't funny. Yeah. With a straight face. And sometimes, yeah. it, you, you know, you're like, wait, eventually you're like, oh shit, like your brain actually kicks in and there and it starts thinking like, oh yeah, Correct. this shit isn't funny. It's Why practice. am I laughing? Yeah, and then once you exactly. became conscious of it, right. and, well, and then you're like, oh. right. Oh, and that comes back to practicing your scripts. Cause there's nowhere on those scripts. Does it say, uh, mm, uh, <laughs> no, those scripts, once you've got those scripts learned and once you've memorized those scripts, there's no room for the laughing, you know, after the fact, yeah, you might, but it's, it's, it's not funny. It's, I mean, I, I'm not making light of the situation. It's, it's She came to me with a le- legitimate question like, what am I doing wrong? And, and that is what you're doing wrong. And and how do we fix that? And how do you do it? And, you know, if I put in the time, are you going to put in the time, like go home and read these scripts? You want to do it on Zoom. Zoom with somebody. Call your mother. Do it with your mother. But do these scripts so you can lose that lack of confidence. Lack of confidence. I mean, can you imagine getting a call, calling an expired, being confident enough, showing up at that expired, and it's a $4.5 million listing, and you're in competition with, with oh, Douglas Elliman, you know, top producer in the world, and you walk in with, with this nervous laugh and laugh, lack of confidence. You're not getting the listing. No. Just it's just not going to happen. You're not the getting same through way. that front door. You're going to get. Exactly you're going right. to be asked out. <laughs> right. Well, exactly right. I mean, it, it's everything. Is you know, I drive a. People make my clients make fun of me, not fun of me as in ha ha, but fun of me as in okay, she has balls. Um, I drive a a ni- 2019 Chevy Malibu. It's a fifteen thousand dollar car. It's brand new. Well, it was brand new. Fifteen thousand dollar car. The number one, I live in South Florida. Number two, my clients are all assholes. They get in the car with Starbucks coffees, croissants, and I'm like, wow, have we no respect? And obviously, I don't say anything because that will definitely not get me a contract signed. So I said, well, screw this. I'm trading in my beautiful little Cadillac, and I'm going to get this cheap piece of Chevy. I love it, actually. That gets you from point A to point B. Right, but it's not, but it puts my signs in it. I don't care if you get in my car with a dog. No, sure. By no, all means, get in the car. Get, get in my car with a dog. But when I pull up to four or five dollar million million dollar listings, and I'm showing my clients the houses, and the real estate agent, the listing agent pulls up with a a Range Rover, a Porsche, a Lamborghini, whatever that agent has, I get more respect than that other agent does because I'm humble. So one of the other things that I have to say, being humble and straightforward has gotten me more business than being egotistical and pretentious. So just remember that. Just always be true to yourself. I'm very straightforward. I wasn't always straightforward. It's a skill I had to learn. I got a listing in South Palm Beach, intercoastal, small, from from a 74-year-old lady that I'd shown a house to. And it was a house on which I had 52 offers. It was a small condo priced at 80000 I had 50 offers come in on that house. And she goes, you think I'll take laughing, asking price? <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? I've had 102 showings. I got 50 offers on the table. It's exactly what I told her. I said, so anything under asking price is not going to cut it. Uh, I ended up selling it for, for 102000 
um, walked her through the house. She got, she asked me again. She said, hey, do you, do you think? I said, no. I said, I'm going to tell you the truth. I said, you really want to buy it? You're going to be in the 100000 for it. It was an $80,000 list price. You're going to have to be in the 100000 for it. She goes, wow, you're blunt. Okay. I get a call from her two weeks later. I really like the way that you handled that seller. And you handled and you were straightforward. Can you list my apartment? So I did. So, but be humble, like you said, be, be straightforward. There's no secret way of selling real estate. So in Florida right now, most of the world right now, a lot of us are getting very lucky. We don't have to work. But in the next six months, when, when the inventory's really dried up and when, you know, people are stopping this in, influx of moving to, to Florida, what are we going to do? What's our backup plan? Go to plan B. Have a backup plan. Don't spend your money. Don't buy a Range Rover. Don't buy a Porsche. Don't buy a fucking house. Your first year in the business. In the, in the height of the market. I mean, it just blows my mind. So I save my money. I do. I invest my money. I save my money. I put my money back into my business. I've always done one that. Of the, one of the things that I've, I think if people are missing this in an interview, it's not only are you humble and you're coachable and you're assertive, right? But you're also the transparency. It has come with the years of experience that you've had. So you're just sharing that, right? So sometimes it can be misinterpreted like we initially talked about, but being for being rude or Correct. you know being too quote-unquote intimidating i've been called i've actually been called from so i i'm not some of the teammates that have seen me in action that don't know me harley if she's really not approachable she's intimidating i'm like well if you don't get the time to know if you don't even want to sit with me and get to know me then that's how you feel that i am that's not a problem but i was not always this assertive i was that hey do you need something i'll give you the shirt off my back kind of person of course I was. And, oh, I'm not really sure because I lack that confidence in real estate. So I wasn't always like this. But it's, it's, it is misunderstood, and that's fine. But I don't care if it's misunderstood through the agents that don't know me or, or my friends or whomever. I just want to make sure that my clients know I work for them. That's what they want. That's what they're going to get. They don't want somebody that's unsure. They want somebody for lack of a better word, aggressive, assertive. So, and, and one of the other things in, in this business too is, and I said this at the meeting, why are you not answering your phones? Why are you not answering your text messages? If you can't answer them, yeah. If you can't, and I'm not talking about the ones that work full time. I made that clear the other day. But if you are, if you are a full time real estate agent, you are never too busy to answer that phone. So yes. that's what sets me apart and gets me repeat business is communication do, skills. I do you don't draw the line? Like when you're with clients, do you still answer other phone calls? Like how do you do establish not. like a bound I boundary? I do not. I, I do have boundaries. So if I'm like, we're on that listing, uh, listing agreement, phone, all of our phones go on silent because there's no point in me putting it on and yours is dinging. It's that, that's actually rude. So phones go on silence. I'll check them when I'm done. If I have 15 missed calls, I'm so sorry I'm with a client. But most of the clients that I'm working with know I'm very good with communication. The only time I'm not going to answer is if I'm either in the bathroom or I'm with another client. So, and there's never an issue there. They don't have to call me back twice. And, and the other thing is, I absolutely hate notifications. I hate those. I have an iPhone. 
So I hate those little red numbers that pop up. I want to clear them all. I have them turned off for that exact reason. I so I, the only ones that I have are my voicemail and my and my text message for that exact exact reason. But I don't like to see a hundred text messages by the time I walk out. So I want I want that stuff cleared and I want it off my plate. But the, I do will you, get back to that. Do you, Do you believe in such a thing as balance and spending time, you know, with your family and not having the phone or having that boundary yeah. of like getting yeah. to it in an hour yeah. or what does that look like? Because I know when I spoke with Paul, he goes, "Don't forget if you have a family, if you're a wife, you have kids, when you're spending time with them, dedicated to them, because business is always going to be there." And we all found we all fail miserably at that, including Paul, because we have like big time, uh, you know, like yesterday we're sitting at dinner. My wife's like, put the phone down, be present. I'm like, but I have like 1500 messages. Got to get back to these people. I I actually go on do not disturb between the hours of 8 PM and 9 AM. So I'm not, I'm not doing business between eight and nine. I mean, if I'm sending an email, that's my problem. But for the most part, I'm certainly not being in touch with other agents and all my agents know that there's nothing that they need me for at eight o'clock at night. Nothing. Yes. Every occasionally will I pick a phone up if there's a real big problem, of course, but yes, we still have to set boundaries. But from a personal point of view, I do the very best that I can with it because I am in a relationship where the person with me is a non-real estate agent. And they have a job where at four o'clock, they, they're fortunate enough to turn it off. They don't have to get back on their computer. They don't have to go back to work. Our job is more 24-7. So hence the, hence the do not disturb. Because there are many times at night when I, I, had, I had a client, and, and this was a wonderful learning education for everybody, um, buying a house for his mother. And he was, uh, he was a real jerk, real jerk. And he called me on Christmas Day about absolutely nothing. I'm, I'm Christian. And he's Jewish. And I said, it's Christmas. I don't give a fucking shit what day it is. You're going to answer my question. Click. So he sent me a text message. I actually fired him that night. I said, I have no interest in moving forward whatsoever. I said, you're better suited to be working and paired up with the listing agent and a non-female agent. Because he was a big bully. Uh, and that, that was... I mean, that was unbelievable to me. That's, that's disrespectful. I don't give you that disrespect. Don't, don't give it back to me. So I fired him. I get a call from an agent. I'd shown him a house, him and his mother a house. I get a call from an agent that says, hey, Fiona, we know, we knew each other. She goes, just want to let you know, your guy is now working with another agent. I said, yeah, I know. I fired him. She goes, yeah, but they came and put an offer on my house that so you have procuring cause. I said, oh, do I now? Thank you very much. I ended up getting 50% of that deal from that guy. So, and the, and the other poor agent that he was working with went through hell, but I have boundaries with clients. Absolutely. 100%. I will block you. If you get out of line, I will block you. I've got probably a list of 10 clients. I will block first. I would be nice about it and say, Oh, you know, all right, let me call them back. I don't need their money. Don't want it. Don't need it. Don't need the attitude. People say, well, you should just refer them out. Why? So they can do it to you. Absolutely not. Block them. Be done with it. You know what? I like that. I like that approach and that mentality because, as you know, for the, all the new real estate agents that are listening, we're always chasing every single lead, every right. single deal. Right. But what you're showing is you can absolutely do that, but it doesn't have to come at the price of your morals, your boundaries, what you be, your your beliefs, 
what yeah. you stand for, yeah. you can't compromise yeah. that because if you're making compromises early on in your business, you're going to always make those compromises. So you've always Correct. stuck to what you believe in. And as you build more confidence, it's this abundance mindset, right? Well, straightforward exactly. business. Exactly. So if I let somebody bully me, you know, whether you're, you know, especially for females, we're just going to end up spending the whole night crying. So how do we how do we teach other agents not to take that abuse is by being assertive and confident. And, and that's where this whole respect thing and the assertiveness comes into is if I'm if I'm already treating you a certain way with with business and respect, you really have no reason to come back at me as a client with any other way. Now, do do homes get sold right away? And does, is the seller going to blame the real estate? Yes. Are they going to get angry with you? Of course they are. But we, we need to nip those conversations in the bud as well. But I, I get very short patient with it. Like, I'll, can, I'll cancel your listing. Well, I'm not asking you to cancel. I know you're not, but I'll cancel your listing. You know, and I'll, I'll throw it back at them. It's, if they're right, then, you know, hey, I'm really sorry you feel that way. You know, yes, I didn't put that much effort into your listing. It does happen. It does. Ha I haven't sold the house. I did give you the, that is correct. I gave you the price. I'm willing to admit my flaws. Nobody's perfect. And that's another thing. Don't be argumentative with the clients. They don't do this for a living. They may be in their 60s and first time home buyers. Hold their hands. Be there for them. That's the only way you get that repeat business. It's the only way. Things are going to go wrong in every single deal in this market. Things are not going to go the right way. Blame the lender. No. Don't blame the realtor. But, you know, it's it's just you just got to be ethical to your clients and you just got to be you just have to understand where they're coming from. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. In the next episode, they will be revealing more of their secrets to success. But before that, I've got something super special for you. If you want exclusive access to more trade secrets, courses, coaching, completely free, then text us the word ELITE to 954-998-0288. It's completely private, invite only. This is where we share ultra-exclusive content that's either never been shared before or would cost you thousands to get your hands on. So if you want access to all of this completely for free, text us the word ELITE to 954-998-0288. Then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com and enter the one-time passcode we will have sent you to your phone. Can't wait to have you as part of the community.